When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Inbounds goes to Davis. Intercepted on the pass by Miami. George for three. Got it. George with a three ball. We've got a game. The lead is two. 72-70. And what a game we had last night in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Welcome the Hurricane Hotline. Welcome to the show. Big show coming up. We'll hear from University of Miami head coach Jim Laranega. Also coming up on the show tonight, Katie Meyer as well. But last night in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, a uh, shorthanded University of Miami team nearly did the impossible, only to fall 75-71. We bring on Coach L. Coach L, good evening, and uh, welcome back to the Hotline. Uh, hi, Joe. Yeah, it was certainly some game last night. I sure wish it had ended a, a lot differently, but uh, our guys, uh, you know, really made uh, a run at the end. Well, here's where I wanted to start the show. I was uh, thinking about it on the airplane last night, and you're down two starters. Um, you have to kind of rework your game plan. Late in the afternoon, 21,000 people are going crazy. Their player, R.J. Davis, scores 42 points. He scores more points in the Dean Smith Center than any other Tar Heel, which is is remarkable. So you're up against that after his flurry. I think it was 12 points in, I don't know, three minutes. All of those things happen. And lo and behold, with less than one minute to go in the game, you're down two. And the ball is in the hands of one of your best players five feet from the basket. Now, if that isn't damn good coaching, I don't know what it is. But uh, somehow, some way, you were able to get your team five feet from the basket with less than a minute to go with a chance to tie. Well, I'd say that the the uh, credit to the comeback really goes to our players, Joe. We were down 70 to 57 with four minutes and 19 seconds to go when R.J. Davis made a three-pointer. It put them up 13, all right? And then we battled back, battled back. We kept cutting into the lead. It's it's, uh, 71-59, 72-59, 72-65, 72-66, and then that play you just described, Keyshawn George is, uh, makes the, the three-pointer to pull us into 72-70. And then uh, Harrison Ingram misses a 23-footer, a, a, a nice three-point shot, but he misses it. And then Norshad has a layup to tie the game and just can't get it to go. 
and then we're forced to to uh, be in a fouling situation. They make make one, but then they miss several free throws. And unfortunately, Joe, you know what we we work on the very last thing before every Carolina game that Carolina Locked tip out, out. Yeah. on a on a missed free throw. Right. Yep. And they they got offensive rebounds very much the way Wake Forest did against us uh, back in early January. We're not a big, strong, physical team, and we gave up a couple of offensive rebound uh, possessions, and, and that made the difference in the game. Well, how were you able to um, – you're down uh, Wooga and, and Nigel Pack. Uh, you used about everybody uh, that was able and willing to go – and it was uh, you, you stayed attached, which I thought was the the key. Stay close until the final couple of minutes. Actually, I thought, I thought maybe Matt Cleveland was going to beat Carolina the way he uh, did it last year at the Watsco Center for Florida State. Uh, but at any rate, maybe take us through the game and how you and your coaching staff were able to keep your players uh, dialed in and and attached in the game. And you got really nice performance from Bensley Joseph as well. Well, I, I would say, I'd say the, the first thing is you got to look at the two games we played against Carolina and the approach we took both times. Because I, I think people might say, well, why didn't you do something to stop uh, R.J. Davis? And, you know, the, the answer is simply this. you you got to pick your poison. you got to ask yourself, do we have a better chance of stopping a guy who's got the ball in his hands all the time, can, can shoot threes, can shoot, drive to the basket, he's in the open court, fantastic uh, offensive player, averaging 21 a game. Or can we somehow slow down their big guy, Norse, uh, uh, Armando Baycott? And if we, if we can, if we can slow down Baycott without – nor Shadow Mir getting in foul trouble, that's, that's probably what we need to do. Because if we stretch out our defense to, to force uh, R.J. Davis into not getting as many shots, well, then they go right into Baycott. And unfortunately, uh, when they go to Baycott, he gets it, the guy in foul trouble. So after about six minutes of the first half, uh, Norshad Omir needed a break. And uh, he was playing really hard, playing really well. And he uh, and and uh, uh, Baycott had had no points on him. He, in fact, I don't think he caught the ball on him. He he was denying him everywhere he went. So I put in Michael Nowako, a freshman who's big, strong, athletic, and told him, "Look at uh, Michael. If you can deny him like Norshad is doing, you can stay out there. But if he catches it," he's going to score or you're going to foul him every time because the guy is just a beast around the basket when he has the ball in his hands. And Michael was able to play five minutes, and by by the fifth minute, he'd already picked up his third foul. Right. So now, we were able to keep Norshad in the game, and he had a great game uh, and kept him out of foul trouble by surrounding Baycott and limiting him. 
if we had stretched our defense out, I'm, I'm afraid Baycott would have just fouled out our whole team, kind of like uh, the big guy from Kansas did in the NCAA tournament two years ago. Uh, Matt Cleveland went 40 minutes in the game for you, and Bensley had a career high. Yeah, let's talk about those two guys. You know, Matt Cleveland did, did not have, like, a great shooting game for him. Right, right. Uh, he's, he's such a terrific, like, all-around player. And uh, I would have loved for him to have a big offensive explosion, um, but he didn't, and that's unfortunate. Uh, but what what um, he was able to do, he rebounded the ball great, and and uh, he he uh, uh, defended very well. So um, I, I would have loved for him to, you know, uh, he he ended up the game. Uh, only three for 12. But I would say of the 12 shots he took, on an average, just an average game, he would have made six out of 12. And he took only two threes, and he made one out of two on those. So some of the shots he missed actually surprised me. I was like, oh, man, he always makes that shot. Right. All right. Bensley Joseph, on the other hand, has uh, been the recipient of a ton of minutes. He played 36 minutes in, in uh, last night's game. He played like 38 the last game. Because with the injuries to our guards, Nigel Pack and, and uh, Wooga Poplar, the, the um, uh, responsibility of running our team and getting us into offense and being sure we get good shots falls into Bensley Joseph's lap. And he, he had a career-high 21 points, 7 for 12 from the field, five for eight from three, two or four from the foul line, which, again, surprised me a little bit because he's a, like an 85% free throw shooter, uh, although he's missed some recently. He had six rebounds and five assists. So he had a terrific all-around game, and I'm sure he feels very good about the way he's playing right now. His last four games from uh, three-point range, he's 16 for 32. That's pretty good. Excellent. Yeah. The interesting thing, Joe, <laughs> I don't think Bensley will agree, agree with this, but I called him into the office about, oh, I don't know, it was after our fifth or sixth uh, game of the new year. He was shooting 17% from three. And I said to him, you're putting way too much pressure on yourself. I'm going to take you out of the starting lineup and let you go back into the role that you had as a sixth man. And he certainly wasn't relishing that that opportunity or that challenge. Of course, every player wants to start. Every player wants to play a ton of minutes. And But I thought he was putting way too much pressure on himself and that the best thing for him would just to, to come off the bench and be a little bit more relaxed. But since I moved him to the bench, he's been in the starting lineup almost every night because <laughs> he's, he's been replacing someone who was injured. Right. One that one night it was uh, you know Wooga. Uh, the next night it was Nigel. One night it was Keyshawn. So it, it's not like he's ever really been out of the starting lineup. Um, but in the, he was shooting seventeen percent in those first five or six conference games, and now he's shooting fifty percent over the last six games from three. We're talking about from three point three. Range. Right. Um, we talked yesterday about 
where your offense come from without Wuga and Nigel, but also um, without those guys, that does affect your defense too, right? I mean, Wuga could have spent some time on, I guess everybody spent time on RJ Davis, but uh, you're, you're taking two other capable players out of your defensive mix. Well, that's very true, but I'm going to give you, so you know, how many times have you said this is, this game is all about effort, yep. right? If yep. you don't give great effort, you're not going to have success. The whole game is like a race. The team that gets more fast breaks, more gets more easy layups or open threes is normally the team that's going to win. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you a stat over the last three games that, that should explain everything. So three games ago, we played Duke. In, in that game, there were 60 possessions, 60. And in those 60 possessions, in 25 of them, at least one of our players did not get back defensively. That means almost half the time Duke was in transition against a team, uh, our team, that did not have all five guys back defensively. And I was absolutely furious after the game about that. So we, we worked on it. We work on it every day anyway, but I mean, we, we worked on it the next day for a half hour of just running back defensively, shoot the ball, run back defensively, shoot the ball, uh, run back defensively. And we did it for a half hour. So then our, our next game is against Georgia Tech, right? And against Georgia Tech, uh, there were 66 possessions, 66. And um, in, in those 66 possessions, we didn't get, back, we didn't get back 10, 10 times. So it went from 25 times in 60 games not getting back to 10 times in 66 possessions. So great improvement. So again, we had, had our, our uh, video guy do the numbers last night, Joe, right. there was 74 possessions Oof. and we didn't get back six times. Wow. So the improvement is there. That's why the game was so close. Right. You'd say about Wilga and Nigel not being there defensively. Yeah, but the guys who did play busted their tail to get back. And that's, that's right. how we were able to defend everybody but R.J. Davis. Uh, also, I wanted to, wanted to point out, uh, I guess I'll frame it this way. You and I were talking about the matchup last night, and uh, we both had the same thought that at the beginning of the year when we when we looked at the schedule – I thought, wow, that big Monday night game at Carolina, that that could decide the ACC championship. And obviously, it hasn't worked out that way. You're, you're uh, mired in this in this losing streak. But during all this time, that hasn't wavered you at all in terms – you haven't flinched. You, you're coaching this team, trying to find answers like they were playing for the championship last night, uh, trying to help the players and uh, trying to uh, find the right strategy – for whatever team that you have available to you on a given night? Well, of course, I think that's my job, Joe. My job is to try to put our players in the best position to play well and win the game. 
the struggles as a coach are uh, when your players really listen and execute the game plan, uh, you really have a great chance to succeed. If, if you either don't listen or you don't execute, uh, then you, you, you're not going to give yourself a, a really great chance of winning the game. So in the two areas that we really focused on uh, preparing for Carolina – was getting back defensively so we didn't give up the fast-break layup, what we call the five-second layup or the five-second three. So we did a very good job of that last night. The thing we didn't do nearly as well is the block out on the free throw, even though that was a very strong emphasis, even though we practiced it over and over again, explained what they try to do, we were not able to keep them off the backboards in the last, in just in the last minute. Now, part part of it was, you know, uh, we had guys in foul trouble, guys, you know, going to foul out, and that that becomes an issue. Bensley Joseph had four fouls. Uh, North Shadowmere fouled out. Maybe he would have been the one to get that rebound at the end had he not fouled. So. Uh, that's why I said it's so important when people, you know, I, I'll go back to what I said earlier. We have to keep North Shadowmere on the floor. He played 35 minutes. That's, that's great. And if we can keep him on the floor, we become as good as anybody in the league. Uh, the problem is when he's in foul trouble uh, and he's sitting on the bench, uh, we're just not nearly as good as a basketball team. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, you've been emphasizing – uh, the effort in getting back, and you you gave the team those numbers. Now, I was there when you gave them those numbers. Uh, when you give them, maybe you already did, but when you when they get these numbers of getting back or not getting back only six times, and then seeing the results, uh, because it, the the other the other result was Carolina only had eight fast break points. Um, I I guess it's I guess I'm going to ask that it sort of proves your point, right? Something you've been talking to them about, like. Here, here's the proof right here, fellas. If we do this, this is what the result is going to be. Uh, you're right in the game. Yeah, so Carolina is uh, uh, the best fast-break basketball team in our league. Uh, they, they score more transition points than anybody. And uh, to hold them to eight points in transition uh, – is, is really a good job. Joe, do you have that number for us? How many points did we get in transition? You got uh, seven. So we lost that 8-7. Eight, 8-7. Seven. Eight, seven. But, the point being, but we, you, you beat them we, in ter- points off a of turnover, 21-13. to 13. Yeah, here's what, I would, here's what I would tell you. That the, the our basketball team is at its best and it's been true for the last three years when we can get into the open court when the other team is continuing to score and we have to take the ball out of bounds and have to run half court offense every time down the floor we're just not nearly as good partially because we're just not very big and people i say well why aren't you big why don't you recruit big guys well we've tried and we've had some some guys Fava Ira, who came in here last year, he's 6'11". But he ended up transferring out, put his name in the transfer portal. He couldn't get off the bench 
because he wouldn't listen. <laughs> he would foul every time he got into the game. He wouldn't score because he got double teamed and he'd throw the ball away or force up a bad shot. You have to get have not just big guys, but you have to have guys who are big and good. And those guys are so highly sought after by every high major school in the country. And we go after a young man and it comes down to us, Duke, Carolina, Kentucky, Kansas. Uh, you know, those are, the, those are the people you compete with when it comes to big guys. Well, you've been getting skilled players and, and using those guys uh, wisely. By the way, I thought one of the biggest plays of the game last night, and I, I don't want to say it was it was almost – it was a smart play. And for Baycott, he was in, it was his 160th game for Baycott last night. So uh, there's something to be said about sticking around. Maybe it was just the way the ball bounced or whatever. But after the missed free throw, he missed two and – he was almost the last line of defense when he fouled Bensley. He needed a three at the time, and he fouled him to send Bensley to the free throw line with whatever, five seconds or whatever it was. Bensley couldn't get around him. Baycott, I guess, you know, he's, he was in the right spot at the right time. Yeah, I, here's, here's the, the, the last five seconds are coach's dilemma. So I'm going to take you through the scenario after Baycott fouls Bensley Joseph. We're down three. There's five seconds left. And here are your choices. First, make both free throws. Pull within one. Put on a full court press. Try to get a steal. If you can't, quickly foul. Then you got to go the length of the court. You got to get, if, if the guy misses the, the free throw, you got to get the defensive rebound and then push it up the court and, and make a shot at the buzzer. Or, Bensley, make the first. Now we're within two. We're right at the rim. If Bensley, we told him, miss the free throw to the left. And we, we put everybody on the right side of the floor and ran uh, Matthew Cleveland to the left trying to get the ball in a layup. And unfortunately, the ball took a bad bounce and Carolina was able to get the rebound. Yeah. So... You have a lot of options. None of them are good. It's like, okay, we make, we make two free throws. We're down one. What are the odds of getting a five-second violation, getting a steal and a basket? Because you're, you're down one point. You need some way to score. And going the length of the court after you foul someone and then have to go back the length of the court to make a shot the odds of that, plus we work on that regularly, Joe. Right. And we rarely score in practice even when there's no defense. Those are, those are not easy plays to complete. Did you see the, the uh, Duke-Wake Forest game where Duke tried to throw the ball the length of the court to uh, Filipowski? Yes. And the Wake Forest player just stole the pass. Right. Those things are very low odds. Now, when it happens, it's fantastic. But um, for us, we'd, we'd like to uh, redo that, that, that last block out so that we didn't have to miss the free throw. We'd have the ball with a chance to, to win it. Right. Uh, before I let you go, we got about eight days off here before uh, your bye week comes the last week of the, the season. What, what do you do here 
uh, I guess, try to sort out who's healthy, right, going into Boston College? Well, we we took today off. We didn't get back till 2 o'clock in the morning. So uh, taking today off, these guys need their rest. We're going to take tomorrow off. We're going to practice um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, take Sunday off, practice Monday, Tuesday. So we basically have five practices leading up to Boston College, which is, which is very good preparation because we clearly have identified the things we need to get better at. And the players are focused. They still have a good attitude. Uh, we haven't given up hope of getting on a roll and, and playing better. Uh, and coming away with some hard-fought victories. Uh, we've experienced a, a lot of tough luck this season. Uh, go back to, to last year. We won a lot of those close games last yep. year. Uh, we we uh, came from behind and beat some teams last year that that uh, you know helped us win the ACC regular season. This year, we're like snake bit. Every, every time we get close, we make – some kind of mistake or miss a shot or don't get a rebound that would have won the game for us. So uh, hopefully these five days will get us a chance to really focus on what will work going into the ACC tournament in uh, 10 days. Well, oh, two, two years ago, Virginia Tech shot their way to the championship through uh four days. I think it was, they won four at the ACC tournament and heck last year, the Miami heat were in the, the play-in game and had to go to overtime and uh, in the play-in uh, series of the NBA and ended up in the championship. So you never know. As long as you no. have hope, you never know. Yeah, I, I think what will happen now uh, is our players will get healthy. Yeah. We should have a healthy team come Boston College uh, next week, a week from tomorrow. And if we do – we can really find out um, how good we can be uh, in a uh, short window. Oh, and by the way, the last thing you did have uh, Rick Elias talk to the team the other day, and uh, I thought it was—I thought it was uh, interesting to me in so many ways. But one of them was he used the word joy, and uh, I thought, well, that's how we, we were describing the team playing in November and December with a lot of joy and a lot of smiles. And I do think, you know, the injuries sap some of that joy from from and and the continuity as well yeah there's so many factors in going into winning and so many factors that go into losing and you, you can't just look at one thing and think oh that if we if if so and so didn't get hurt we would have been fine no this is you know we've, we've had what 18 conference games and, and and at least 11 of them were without a starter yeah. So it's very hard to have continuity when you're constantly missing one of your best players. And someone might say, well, you were missing two last night. You still played a, a terrific game. Yeah, well, that, that's the whole point. You, we played a great game, but still lost. And, and some of the joy of playing comes from all that hard work leading to a win. Uh, all it would take for us is to win a game and feel really great about ourselves right now and uh, the, the, the challenge for us right now, Joe, is, is this. We have Boston College, who we lost to in a very close game at their place. And uh, then we have to travel to Florida State, a place we've had almost no success since I've been here. 
We've played some of our best games and still lost. Uh, we've, we've played some bad games there. Uh, their, their size bothers us. Their defense bothers us. Uh, we, we've, we've played well part of the game and then terrible in part of the game. Joe, can you imagine what happened last night? Uh, we had just lost to, to Georgia Tech where we were up for it to half, and they come out and go on a 9-0 run and completely take over the game. Right. And I got to call a timeout. Last night, we gave up five quick points, and I called a timeout. Yep. We we'd only played a minute. Right. But when you see things head in the wrong direction, you got to kind of stop it. And, and uh, it's like being on a, a runaway train and hitting that emergency cord. Say, hey, we're, <laughs> we're running out of control. We're going to run right off the tracks here. <laughs> well, hopefully we can get back on the tracks here in, uh, in eight days. And uh, I appreciate you taking the time here tonight. I know there are a couple of games on you want to get to perhaps and maybe get some rest yourself as well. This has been a long stretch here the last two or three weeks. So uh, thank you very much. I'll, I think I'll see you early next week. I'll come down to practice. Okay, Joe. Thank you. All right, Coach. All right, thanks a lot. University of Miami head coach Jim Laranega joining us. And, uh, you know, you go to a University of Miami basketball game right there on the baseline all the time is Ed Williamson and his lovely wife, Carol. They are pillars in this community. And, uh, of course, Ed Williamson, his dealership, Williamson Cadillac, uh, founded over 50 years ago. And they're more than just a dealership. They're University of Miami fans. They're fans of the community. They're our friends. They're our neighbors. But also, they have built a loyal client base by staying focused on one thing. They stay focused all the time at Williamson Cadillac, and that is on you, on the customer experience. Customers, you, me, we are treated like family. So if you want to enjoy world-class customer service, when you purchase a new Cadillac from Williamson Cadillac, new vehicles are arriving every single day. And so whatever you're looking for, they're going to have it at Williamson Cadillac. So stop by, experience Williamson Cadillac's preferred atmosphere, easy to find on US-1 and 104th Street, just south of the Palmetto or online at WilliamsonAutomotiveGroup.com. They've got them all, the X-T5, the X-T4, the Lyrica. I'm driving the X-T4. They're all smooth rides, luxury automobiles. You want to put some luxury into your lifestyle? Well, get the most out of the South Florida lifestyle and experience a new Cadillac. From your friend, from your neighbor, from your hurricane fan, Williamson Cadillac, your premier luxury dealership. Williamson Cadillac, Williamson is Miami. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.